Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. If you have your Bibles today, let's get right into our teaching. Um, John chapter 5, verse 1 through 8 is the scripture we're going to be looking at today. And um, why would we do a series called Slaying Giants? And that might be a little like, you're like, man, that sounds kind of violent to be talking about slaying something. But you know that all of us in this room have giants in our life. We have things that maybe are not visible, but uh, maybe they're, they're, they're an area of your life. Maybe it's something going on in your family. Maybe it's uh, something going on in your marriage. Maybe it's something going on uh, even in your own uh, personal life, and it's a giant. And... Um, you see it, you know about it, and every once in a while it roars its ugly head and, and uh, attempts to try to totally destroy your life. And um, we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks, and I hope that you will make a point to be here over the next few weeks in this series because I believe that some of the areas and some of the things that we're going to be unpacking are really going to help you in your life. Now, I know that, that when you look and you start to think about some of the giants, isn't it hard, that, hard to um, face some of our giants? And, and I think of a lot of things in my life that I've had a hard time facing, and uh, some things have been easier, but other things have been harder and, and uh, even sometimes even embarrassing. And uh, one of the things that I was automatically thinking about uh, hard things or tough things to face up to is um, what happened to me this last summer, my wife and I were in Costa Rica on a mission trip, and we had a free day. And uh, those of you that have not been around here for very long, you uh, may not know this, but I have like a fear of heights. I don't like to be up high. I like to be down low where all the godly people are, right? <laughs> Anybody have a fear of heights? You don't like to be up high? I don't like that. And, and like usually like, like going to Six Flags and being on a roller coaster, like I'd rather you beat me with a two-by-four, then go do that. I don't like it. And my wife is like the type of person that when she's like, she's always wanting to do something. Like she always has to be doing something. And I'm the kind of person that like when i am got a down day or something like that, I'm like, I want to just chill. Any chill people here today? I like to chill, and my wife's though, like, she doesn't want to waste a second of life, and she's always wanting to do something, and let's go do something, and we got to go do something, and we have this free day in Costa Rica, and she's like, like, and you just got to hear her, her, her Southeast Texas accent, she's like, we got to go, we're in Costa Rica, we got to go do something, and she's like, let's go zip lining, and I'm like, no, we're not doing that. I don't want to be like dangling from a little wire like 600 feet up in the air looking down like miles. Like I don't want to do that. Flying through the air at 40 miles an hour, you might like that, but I don't want to do that. And my wife's like, babe, let's do that. I've always dreamed of doing that. I'm like, babe, get a new dream because we're not doing that. <laughs> it's on my, she even pulled the bucket list. Come on, like how can you fight? It's on my bucket list. I'm like, she broke me down. She would, like, not let me get away with it. Like, I was like, babe, my back, like, you know I've had, like, two back surgeries. The church would not be happy if 
if I re-injured my back and, you know, I was like trying to pull all kinds of excuses. She's like, no, we're doing it. And she's so excited. And we're, I get there and I'm like trying to find every kind of strap and safety guard that I could. I'm like, even hang me by my neck. I don't care. I'm scared. I'm not going to look down. I got a picture of my wife and how excited she was. She's like, we're doing this. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like shaking. I want to show you this video because my wife was like annoyingly excited about doing this. Watch this video. No, I don't want to do that every day. You know, there's a lot of things that that are just hard to face, that are hard to do, and, and usually you kind of find a way to get out of it. And all of us have these, these areas of our life that we know they're giants in our life. We know they're huge obstacles that are standing in the way of what God wants to do in our life and where God wants to take us. And, and um, they're tough to face. But I want to begin by saying this to you today, that God wants you to face your giants. But he's not going to let you face your giants by yourself, that God wants to help you be able to get to a place that you can slay the giants of your life and be able to step into the life that God has called you to live. God has the life that you've always dreamed of, that God has the marriage, the family, the job, all these areas your personal life, that God wants you to be able to slay your giants. And today, I want to look at this scripture today that it tells us this story. And, um, you know, when I was trying to, to really lay out this series in my mind, I, before, I really felt strongly that before we get into some of the giants specifically, and again, it, it can be anger, it can be lots of things that, that happen. Uh, for some of us, maybe it's comparison. We, lived, we have the giant of comparison in our life. We're all, or it's, it's insecurity or it's anxiety for us. Before we get into that, I, I, I would like to take this weekend to really talk about really uh, some foundational things about really what brings about some of the giants in our life. And specifically, I know there's a lot of areas, a lot of things that we could talk about, but I believe that in this story, you're going to see something that I, I believe is going to show you something about the giants in your life. John 5, verse 1, it says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number, everybody say a great number, of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he he had been in that condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Again, what you see in this, this text is uh, it paints this picture of, it says, a great number 
a great number of people are broken and they're disabled and they're lying around this pool. And uh, when I read this, I thought about the great number of people today in our culture and even in our church that there's just this enormous amount of people that it's like an, an epidemic proportion today of people who are broken, they're injured, they're disabled, they're hurting on the inside. The Bible speaks of this. In fact, the Bible talks a lot about um, the side of us that it's, it's, we're brokenhearted. And we, when you think about uh, somebody that's brokenhearted, you automatically want to think about maybe it's somebody that has been hurt in a relationship. But the, the way the Bible describes brokenhearted, it's much deeper than being hurt in a relationship. It's this deep, deep pain that you have experienced inside of your heart. You're brokenhearted. And I think we live in a world and in a culture that um, there are a lot of hurting people that have experienced a lot of pain in life. That life can be complicated. And life has a way of happening uh, to us. And, um, you know, I thought it was really interesting. A lot of you may be familiar with uh, Celebrate Recovery, which is a great, great um, ministry that helps people that... that um, are recovering, and a lot of times we want to think that it's because of most of the people in there are are struggling with some type of chemical dependence, chemical dependency. But in fact, 30, it's thirty percent of the people that are in celebrate recovery, but are are people that are there because they are are struggling with a chemical dependency. In fact, seventy percent of the people that are in celebrate recovery are there because they are broken and they've been broken in life. They're hurting. And see, you can be broken spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. There's all kinds of different things that you could experience this brokenness in your life. And I want to begin by just saying this to you, and I want you to hear me when I say this, is that God wants to heal you. And that the enemy of your soul wants you to believe a lie that you can never experience the healing in your life that you need to experience in your life. But see, again, I, I believe that there are, are people that, man, we're hurting on the inside. We're broken. And I love what the Bible tells us in Luke 4.18. It says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Psalms 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Psalms 34, 18 says, again, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Psalms 147, 3, it says, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. You think about this and the fact that so many people are, are hurting today and the pain that is happening and you automatically start to think about life and how it happens and there's so much pain and there's so many people hurting and how that has, has labeled you and defined you in your life and what have you done with the pain that has happened in your life? And in this story, Jesus asked this question that is, is really a little weird, Jesus Ask this man that has struggled with this, this disability, this pain in his life. He struggled with something for 38 years. And Jesus asked him this question that doesn't make sense. He says, do you want to get well? 
And I'm like, I think he, Jesus, he wants to get well. Why would you ask him that? The reason why he's asking that, it's an important question, and I think it's an important question for you to ask yourself is, do you really want to get well from the pain and the brokenheartedness and the, the things that have happened in your life that have, been, have created these giants in your life? Do you really want to overcome it? See, the reason why he's asking him this question, do you want to get well, is that he's, he's challenging him in an area And what he's saying to him is, are you willing to change the pattern of your life? Are you willing to change this pattern, this pattern that you've been in 38 years? Do you know that pain will create a pattern for your life? And a lot of times when we look at the giants in our life, we, we automatically want to believe that, well, these are giants and I need, to, I need to slay these giants. But we need to stop and think about what, what, what made that giant in your life. For a lot of us, it's because some pain happened in our life, in our past. And what's happened is through that pain, you began to create these patterns of pain in your life that now today, those patterns of pain have created this giant that is roaring its head throughout your life. And it's the pain, the pattern of the pain that has created the giant. And you will never slay the giant of your life until you go back and you start to look and say, what are the patterns that have come out of my pain? See, some of you today, when you think about the pain of your life, you were maybe abandoned as a child and maybe Your parents didn't leave, but you were like, you know what? My mom and dad were checked out. Maybe you grew up in a home where your parents were were struggling with some kind of addiction, and you were like, you know what? I, I don't remember my dad being around or my mom being around emotionally for me, and it was a painful thing, and it began to create a pattern for your life, and now you find yourself with all these patterns that the pain has created, and and. The patterns are, the, are what are bringing about the giants. And you're like, I want to destroy the giant. But you got to look at the patterns that have been created by your pain. What is your pattern that has been created in your life through the pain that you experienced in your life? See, Jesus is coming And he's asking them this question, do you want to get well? Do you want to change the pattern? See, he had a pattern for 38 years. He's been hanging out at the pool. The friends he has have all been created through the pattern of his need. It's the pattern of the pain, and we love patterns, right? I think all of us have patterns. Um, I got a lot of patterns. I was asking my wife, I said, babe, what are some weird patterns that I have? And I texted her this morning, and she was like blowing up my phone. I'm like, she goes, do you you want more? (laughs) I'm like, stop, okay, okay. Like, I, I, you know, I have the pattern. I leave. I know some of y'all are not going to want me to be your pastor anymore, but but (laughs) I'll just tell you my junk. Uh, uh, I leave cabinet doors open all over the house. I have a bad habit of not closing cabinet doors. And every once in a while you hear in my house, it's like, bam, bam, bam. My wife's like, 
closing all the cabinet doors that I've left open. I got this pattern that I can't sleep and my dog's not in our room and onto my bed. Amen. Like, I don't sleep well if my dog's not on the bed. The cat's outside. But the dog needs to be on the bed. And my wife's like, no, that's not a good pattern. He needs to be outside. He's like, no, he needs to be inside. I have a pattern that, you know, I don't believe I can have church on Sunday if I don't go to Whataburger before I come here. I'm telling you, I don't remember, I don't remember a Sunday morning that I did not go to Whataburger. I go to Whataburger every Sunday morning at the same time. It's a pattern in my life. We all love patterns. And we we get comfortable with our patterns. And you have a pattern that has been created because through your pain. There's this pattern, the pattern of, again, the pattern of pain in your life. Maybe it's caused you, you look at it and it's, you say, the pattern I have is it's the people I avoid. It's the people I don't talk to. The pattern maybe is what you do or who you hang out with. Maybe you have this pattern in your life that you're drawn to the wrong relationships over and over and over again. Patterns, patterns, patterns in our life. Patterns of self-destructive choices. Patterns of depression. Patterns of not getting out of bed. Patterns of staying in bed. Pulling the covers over our head and saying, I, this is my pattern. Patterns of alcohol. Patterns of overeating. You know, run into the refrigerator, especially late at night. It's a pattern. Patterns of leaving. Patterns of leaving home. Patterns of leaving church. Churches. Some of you have been hurt in the past, and the pain of the, of the past in a church or in a relationship, it's caused you to have the pattern of your life is every time you get close to anybody, you're going to leave. It's a pattern. Pattern of leaving relationships, especially when the pressure gets on. Pattern of dodging pressure, of walking away every time there's pressure, you want to quit. And you're like, I have this giant in my life. I can't get a job. I can't get a job. And it's because maybe, possibly, you've created this pattern of dodging pressure in your life. And I don't know what, what, pat, what pain has happened in your life, but you got to go back and face the way that you slay the giants. Is you got to answer the question, are you really willing, do you really want this? Because if you really want this, you're going to have to create some new patterns that your pain has created in your life. There's patterns in the moods, in your moods. Do you know that actually mood swings are patterned? Or a pattern. For for example, when you just like you say, "I don't feel like it," it's a pattern in your life. You can like be in a relationship with somebody that has that pattern, and you can go out and buy these expensive tickets and say, "Man, we're going on to this concert or whatever," and then at the last minute they tell you, "I don't feel like doing it." It's a pattern. 
a pattern of being thin-skinned. Do you think people just wake up and all of a sudden are thin-skinned and, you know, like you get around them and you're like nervous? Some of y'all are elbowing each other already. You're like, are you listening? Y'all think I can't see y'all. I can see y'all. You're like, thank God my spouse is here because they need this word today. You need it too. The pattern of being thin-skinned, of getting upset easy, it's a pattern. You didn't just wake up and decide that that was going to be a pattern. Something happened. Pattern of making excuses, always making excuses for what's going on in your life. Pattern of shifting blame. It's never your fault. Jesus comes along and he asked him this question. It's because he's wanting to disrupt and challenge his pattern. What's your pattern doing to your life? For some of you, your pattern is what's destroying your marriage. For some of you also, your pattern is what's destroying your ability to parent your kids. It's what's destroying you financially. It's your pattern. See, some of us can get pretty twisted in our patterns. This is where, um, man, we start becoming manipulators in our pattern. Some of you are in unhealthy relationships or even in your marriage, and, and there's nothing worse than when two unhealthy people get together and you're trying to manipulate each other in your patterns and whether you, if you... you, you your giant is, and is the insecurity, and you've got this pattern of not feeling loved. And listen, I'm not telling you you shouldn't reassure somebody of love, but if, if your pattern is always trying to seek out somebody to love you, what it's going to do is you're going to try to manipulate everybody around you. To, to, they got to chase you. They got to call you, and, and you just want to be chased. And sometimes what you need is some tough love for somebody to tell you. And listen, when you're healthy in a marriage like that, and you've got a, a, a spouse that is being... Uh, uh, unhealthy in that way, sometimes you got to just say, listen, I cannot allow you to manipulate me in that way. You need help. What you're saying is twisted. I, I care about you. You could talk a lot about how our patterns cause us to, to be um, so manipulative. And you think about this again, um, this man in the story that has spent 38 years in this pattern, and Jesus is asking him, are you ready to abandon the pattern? That's what he's asking him when he says, do you want to get healed? He's, he's asking him, this is the moment. You want to slay your giant. Are you ready to abandon the pattern? See, think about this for a moment, kind of time out. Was this man healed on the ground? He wasn't healed on the ground. Jesus tells him to get up. You look at so many of the healings that Jesus performed where people were healed. It's like the, the, the guys that had leprosy. The Bible tells us they were healed on their way. Naaman was healed when he went and dipped himself by faith seven times in the muddy water. See, sometimes what's going to need to happen is that you're going to need to replace the pattern of pain with a pattern of healing in your life. Where you begin to create this new pattern of healing in your life. And listen to me, the pattern of healing is going to be uncomfortable. 
What we want usually is, God, help me slay my giant. Help me overcome this. And what we're wanting is instantaneous change. And most of the time, God doesn't work that way. God, what God wants us to do is to begin to create these new patterns of healing in our life. And the patterns of healing are what allow us to be able to destroy our giants. It doesn't, most of the time, it does not happen that our giants are destroyed in our lives just instantaneously because we decide to do something. It is a slow process that is uncomfortable, but it's saying, I am going to create new patterns of healing in my life. This is the way that I begin to slay my giants. And Jesus is asking him, he says, do you want to be healed? He's saying, I need you to understand that it's going to require a new pattern. A new pattern of healing in your life. Think about how do you think this man felt now that he, people are not relating to him in, as a person that is needy. He probably loved people that were like he had his friends and people when he was being related as a person in need, people brought him sandwiches. How many of y'all are like sandwich lovers? He liked, like, he liked it. His parents were probably pretty excited now that he's, he's got a new pattern of healing. They're like, we're so excited you're, you've made a turn and you're healed. Does this mean you're going to get out and get a, new, get a job? And you're going to move out of the house? He's like, well, hold on. Don't, like, don't overdo it. It's a pattern that's uncomfortable. The pattern of healing in your life See, the pattern of pain, that it's, it's what's created the giants. The pattern of healing are what allows you to change your life. The pattern of healing, of joining a life group, it's not comfortable to do that sometimes. The pattern of breaking down and saying, I, part of the pattern of healing in my life is I cannot live isolated. You know, one of the greatest things the enemy does to destroy us is to isolate us in our pain. And that's one of the, the most powerful patterns that he creates is to try to get you by yourself. And what, what, listen to me, one of the most powerful things you can do in your healing is create a pattern of healing by saying, I got to get people around me in a life group where, man, I'm doing life with them. And it's not easy. I'm just going to tell you, it's not comfortable sometimes. Great friendships take great work. It's a lot of work. It takes time to show up week after week after week after week. I don't take this wrong. We'll take it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> Some of us are spiritually, relationally lazy. Great relationships. Listen, this is, this, I, I love you guys. I want this for you. We're, we're, we're spiritually and relationally lazy, and we, we, we don't, Want to pay the price to build those great relationships where those guys and people around you that know your junk, know your life, they love you so much and care about you that they're there to support you through your stuff. You've created a community of people around you, and that can happen anywhere. Listen, my wife, one of the, the most powerful things she's ever done is to join a running life group. And the friendships that she's gotten out of that running life group, the Robert Poston, her leader that leads her running group, she loves this man. He, she is, he has been such an influence in her life. 
It can happen anywhere, but you've got to be willing to create these new patterns of health that you say, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Do you want to get well? A new pattern of, of healing in your life may be that you've got to walk in forgiveness. Listen, um, we're human beings, we're sinners. And that, that, the pattern of, of, of forgiveness is one of the greatest things you can do in a marriage. It's to show grace and forgiveness to one another and continually saying, man, I forgive you. I, I, I believe in you. We're not perfect people. The pattern of health in your life of saying, I need somebody to be, I need to be accountable to somebody. It's a pattern of health. You know, I've shared this lots of times in this church, and if you're new here, you may not know this about me, but I, I, I've shared this several times in the church that through the years I've struggled with a lot of anxiety, panic attacks. It's been a part of my life. And for years as a pastor, I never wanted to talk about it, and I thought, well, if I tell people in the church that I, I struggle with that, they're not, they're not going to want me to be their pastor because I'm not a strong person in that area. But I'm going to just say this to you that through a lot, of, a lot of counseling and a lot of things that I began to realize in my life that the anxiety and the panic attacks, th- those things were, those came out of pains in my life that I didn't even realize that I had created. This pattern in my life that I needed to go back and face some of these, these painful things in my life. Do you want to get well? So I know some of you are here, you're, you're like, man, my marriage is blowing up. It's a giant. and You're wanting to kind of put a Band-Aid on it. Listen, don't you dare just put a Band-Aid on it. You need to slay the giant that keeps crawling, roaring its head to try to destroy your marriage, destroy your personal life, destroy whatever area of your life. For some of you, maybe it's you, what you need is to slay the, the giant of, of your finances. And you are like, I, my finances, I just need help. It's, what if it, it's because of the pain that you created, some patterns that are so unhealthy that are so destructive that you think that if you go buy something new, it's what's going to make you feel fulfilled. And it's not meeting the emptiness that you feel in your heart, the pain that you have. A new pattern of health. See, when you find yourself in a moment where you're willing to take an obedient, bold step of creating a new pattern of healing in your life, This is where you find yourself slaying the giants of your life. It requires this faith to say, God, I trust you enough. I'm not walking by feelings. I'm going to walk by faith. I trust you, God. Would you pray with me today? Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every person here, God. And you knew who would be here and God, you see their hearts. And I love the fact that your word says that you are close to the brokenhearted. 
And God, I pray that all of us would hear your voice and that you would reveal to us the patterns that our pain has, has caused. Some of us have experienced deep, deep wounds and pain that may be caused by other people in our life. God, I pray that we would hear the same question that Jesus, you asked, do you want to get well? Would Would we be willing to step into that new pattern of health to say, God, today I'm making the decision to begin this new pattern of health in my life. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know it's, it's going to be a lot of new things. But God, I understand to go where you call me to go, it means I'm going to have to do something that I've never done before. Father, I pray strength and blessing over every person here in this place. May your healing power, only your healing power, touch our lives. We thank you for this. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.